You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Forget about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about college football because I love that show you do. That's, what, 19 hours every college football Saturday in the fall. Let's start with the glory of the UFL. This is not the first time you've seen Cordell Stewart. And with a microphone, too. Cordell and I go way back about eight years ago or so working the sidelines of the United Football League. I was uh, working in Las Vegas doing TV and radio, and the Locos actually won a title then. And uh, I was on the sideline doing my reporting and stuff, but... Cordell was covering it from yeah. a league standpoint, myself, a national st- Myself and Anita Marks. Oh, is that so right? It really it was, was Anita Marks was on the other side. And then, of course, did, I've worked with Doug Anita. Flutie. How did I not know this? Yeah, she was there. She was on the opposite side. Okay. And then, of course, you know, we had Doug Flutie uh, at, at the right. very, very top. And speaking of the UFL, there's another league that's coming in the XFL. Like, Well, that's what I say. Why do we care about the XFL? It lasted one year. It was defunct. It was more silly than anything. And here's the UFL that was a kind of produced a lot of actual NFL good. players. The coaches were Jay Gruden, Jim Fossil, Denny Green. You had Dante Culpepper. You had other big names. And but then timing, the, right? And so the, you can't the, compete against the NFL in the fall. And the craziness of the XFL. I right. think if you think The Rock's going to show up again, right. if we actually see this league in two years. All right. I mentioned your college show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you guys you. do a great job. Given your experience tracking what Sam Darnold did at USC, Josh Rosen, UCLA, Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma, Josh Allen's like the Yeti from Wyoming. We never saw him, but we know he's got the big arm. Question marks about all of these players. If you had to choose one that you had a degree of confidence in, who would it be making the transition to the pros? Josh Rosen. And I think it's a no-brainer, to be to be honest. And I think number two is Baker Mayfield. Here, here's the thing with, you know, we can all be experts and stuff like that. And I can talk about game theory, timeout usage, fourth down, going forward or punting, all that stuff. And I think I can hold my own at least. But when you're talking about mechanics and offensive line play, like you got to defer to guys like Cordell and things like that because it's such a complex sport. And talking to the guys, you mentioned college game day on ESPN Radio. I do a bunch with Trevor Maddich. Beginning of the season, Trevor was like, I don't like Sam Darnold's mechanics. He's not the guy for the – and this is the USC hype, which we've seen. And I'm from L.A., born and raised. I'm a USC guy. And I'm going to say it's not – like Mark Sanchez never really panned out. Uh, Pete Carroll at the time said he should have come back right, for another Matt year. Barkley flamed out as right. well. Right. And, 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 and I understand, but, but Darnold put up awesome stats with, when he was surrounded by talent. Now, with that being said, he had a lot of injuries in that Washington State game at – three offensive linemen, if I'm not mistaken, and they went up to the Palutes and only lose by a one-score game. So I'm not saying he's a bust or anything silly like that, but Josh Rosen looks the part, sounds the part, and I have an issue with Josh Allen's completion percentage. And you say you like Baker Mayfield. This this is my thing. And, you know, a lot of people have a tendency to get caught up into the size and the height right. and delivery and body language. Hand size. Hand size, all that stuff. Oh, he's a quarter inch smaller, so I'm going to go with the guy that hands is a little bit bigger than his. Baker Mayfield. I predicted, send him down to Jacksonville, Give him an opportunity. He's to be not going to be available that late if, in if that's the case, you never know. He Basically, might go to Denver with a fifth overall You pick. never know. I mean, some says he's diminutive. So if that's the well, case. Well, we know that. He's barely six feet tall. So is Drew Brees. He's not Drew Brees and you he's know, not Russell I, Wilson. I said that earlier. He's Case Keenum. That's the cop. You think so? so? He, and he loves Case Keenum. Case Keenum won the Heisman Trophy. Case Keenum Thank won the Heisman Trophy, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying Case Keenum won it. But here, here's the thing. This kid came from Texas Tech. He went on as a walk-on. He goes out to Oklahoma. He's another walk-on again. He earned everything that he's gotten. There's something within this young kid that I think is different than everyone else's. He has this, I understand my size, but I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. And he's not afraid of anything. Does that, or is that one of the things that we think of when we think of John Ellie saying that they're interested in trying to grab him? Well, we're finally seeing competent coaching, right? You're going to have a different infrastructure on offense and a system 
if you have a 6'5 prototype passer versus a guy like Baker Mayfield. Look what Doug Peterson's done with with Foles, right? He changed the offense. He put him in a position to succeed. More RPOs, get the ball out more quickly, and don't rely on him so much. I think Baker Mayfield's going to get a QB. It's why Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, right? He fit that system mm-hmm. with, with San Francisco in the Shanahan situation. Right. Yeah. I think you get a competent coach who's going to take Baker Mayfield and going to run a system that accentuates his strength. And that's a guy, if you look at every single teammate, the locker room will tell you what you need to know. If players like him, they're around him a lot more than we are. Yeah. If they like him, then he's going to be a glue of a locker room. I like him. You're I'm all not in. in the locker room. I'm all in on Baker Mayfield as well. You yes. guys have a lot in common. UFL, Dominion quarterback, <laughs> chatting with Doug Kazarian, ESPN and ESPN Radio. I hear you all the time on the weekend, so you might have tackled this topic. Probably not talking Pro Bowl on Sunday. If the Patriots win again, and now we're talking about the blitz for six achieved and Brady wants to play until he's 45. Are they already the most impressive modern dynasty in any sport if you consider salary cap and free agency? So you're comparing it to what, like the Celtics of, of yesteryear when you talk well, about any I, sport? Well, I can't because Bill Russell didn't have the ability to leave, and he wasn't going to leave as the right. player. Right, and he was, coach. frankly, they were guarding guys like me, like dribbling around. Right. Like it was so just a it, different it, era. Cross-era analysis is challenging. What the Yankees did in the 90s, let's call it the last 30 years. I would say... The answer is yes, just because I have such high regard for Bill Belichick. I really think he's the best football coach ever, and he might be the best coach in any sport we've ever seen, just given, to your point, the salary cap, how difficult it is, and then just the fact that it's one game. I mean, look at the NBA. It's best of seven. So if you get upset, like when the Patriots lost to the Jets or they've lost to the Giants when they were two touchdown favorites or whatever it was, I think they're, if it's a best of seven, they're losing that series. Belichick's never going down if it's a best of five, best of seven, whatever it is. The fact that it's single game and it's the ultimate team sport in the salary cap era and he has to have his finger on the pulls of everything, I think he makes that franchise cut above. And we're, we were talking about this in 2000, guys. 2001. It's Cornell was limited. Yeah, and here it was we crazy, are again. Right? The 17 years right? after the fact. Spy game, right. Well, there, there's that. I need my ring back. <laughs> there's that. The ring that you one. never got. Yeah, the one they I never owe got. you a ring. I need to go to, I need to, go to Tiffany's and get my finger sized. You know? <laughs> oh, geez, Luis. But, you know, your, your job is one that's, that's taxing. Let's just say that. Trying to figure out these young players, getting them into the National Football League, where the great fits are, having to be combative in conversation because of size. And the traditional way of figuring these players out to determine where they go can be really hard. This year, look what happened in the playoffs. Blake Bortles, right? He's not that good, not accurate, but plays well, played well in the playoffs for sure. the most part. Yeah, he he did, it, did the best he could do. Yes, Nick Foles. He comes in, he fills in. I mean, the numbers that he's putting up over the last couple weeks has been starter numbers. And then you look at what's taking place with other teams in the National Football League when it comes to guys who are short, guys who were drafted low, Tom Brady in the sixth round. Look at what he's done. Is there really one way, as far as a blueprint is concerned, because it was that way at one time, on how you gauge who's really good, whether it was the arm, whether it was the delivery, whether it was the height, or whatever the case, hand size, as you mentioned? How do you gauge it nowadays? Because it's all over the place, to be honest. It's called evolution. I mean, finally, we're getting people to think outside the box and do things unconventionally, meaning unconventionally, meaning like not the status quo. Sean McVay is going to be a pioneer in many ways for just young coaches. You see him succeed, it's like, well, gee, maybe a 32-year-old's not the worst thing that we could possibly do, right? Mm-hmm. And he's so innovative and very advanced in that regard. So you got good coaching is good coaching, good teams are good teams, good quarterback play is good quarterback play. There's no one set of way of doing things. It just takes someone to be competent enough to assess that. Jalen Rose always talks about that in the NBA draft. It matters so much where you're drafted 
and the structure that is. Chauncey Bills bounced around. And what do you know? He's an NBA Finals MVP eventually. Mm-hmm. Many oh, different okay. roads to success. As I mentioned, I listen to your stuff all the time. Keep it rolling on the weekends. We'll see you on TV. Enjoy your week here in Minnesota. Thank you so much. Always good to be on with you guys. And uh, go Locos, right? Yep. It's right. <laughs> Whatever is Loco, believe me. <laughs> You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.